you're describing really something we call dumping syndrome, where things are for some reason sort of pouring out of your stomach uh, into the small bowel more rapidly than it should. It's something that people get when they've had gastric bypass surgery, things like that. I'm just laughing for dumping syndrome. That's you all. like that? Yeah, it's pretty funny. I said dumping. Could <laughs> 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 you cure dumping syndrome with Ducalax? <laughs> no, you've caused more dumping. Hi, I'm Dr. Drew, and this is Dr. Drew After Dark. Please be advised that Dr. Drew After Dark may contain sexually oriented content and be unsuitable for young children. Hey, welcome everybody to Dr. After Dark. Uh, of course, that phone number for the voice message is 818-253-1693. And the email stacks and stacks here. I appreciate it so much, you guys. Dr. After Dark at gmail.com and store.ymhstudios.com for the great merch, the new uh, shirtless Drew t-shirt, the How F and Dare You, and of course, the iconic and ever-popular mug for all of us for eternity. Rational Revolution, everybody. So, gentlemen, how you doing? Doing great, man. A little groggy this morning. So um, our relationships, this is for the sake of the audience, is uh, the Booth Boys and my relationship is evolving. Um, We went on a field trip. Uh, We will be discussing it with uh, Mrs. Pinsky in a subsequent show down the road uh, because she was, uh, I got some some questions for her based on that experience at this uh, anthropological experiment we uh, put ourselves through. Uh, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts, Nadav? I think that we finally did the thing that you wanted to do. That I wanted to do. That we've yes. been talking about doing. You forever. wanted to you do it. Sure I've been saying this would be you. interesting, and it no. it proved to be more interesting, <laughs> interesting than I even imagined. It was even we finally we, we had our uh, our traditional steak dinner, uh, and then we couldn't decide whether we'd go sing karaoke because we needed. We couldn't decide there. We went back and forth a hundred times. We just couldn't find a, we couldn't decide where, we didn't know where to go. If we knew exactly this was a great karaoke place and this was a great strip bar, bar we would have had better certainty in our decision making. We Remember, uh, uh, Annie and I were just kind of like, I don't know, this right. place, this place, this place. I remember I, 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 Susan chastised me for not planning enough for uh, which karaoke bar and or strip club right. you guys wanted. And then she had made a, a reservation at some sort of speakeasy kind of thing. Was, was that what that was? No, I think it was just no. a normal fancy bar. Fancy bar. <laughs> fancy bar. Yeah. Fancy so we went so there. so funny that she called that a dive bar, by the way. Yeah. That was the funniest shit. We had we to make had, reservations. We, <laughs> this dude, this, he was saying there was hand sanitizer on the table, and she's like, this is so divey in here. <laughs> like, well, what are you talking oh, no, no. about? She was, no, no, no. Too many drinks in. <laughs> because that was, that was, uh, oh, yeah, that was a highbrow bar. With specialized drinks and all yeah. the usual stuff. That, did you guys drink before dinner? I did. Oh, I had a um, a uh, gimlet, like like way before. Oh, okay. So, but I I was paced out. I was not drinking too much. I drank enough to fuck up my sleep, which is almost <laughs> two glasses of wine will fuck up my sleep. That's why I hate alcohol. Um, I I enjoy it when we're like socializing and you know using it, but uh, it just ugh. I always pay a giant price for it. And of course, I did last night too. I didn't sleep until like three in the morning. Damn, we're uh, gonna have to switch that to weed, huh? Or maybe just add it. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, we're uh, still, yeah, dude. Crossfados Barbados. We, Let's get we there. had lots Let's of weed it. conversations last night at dinner. That was interesting. Um, but but we went to a strip club, uh, and we were going to go to some highbrow place. And by the way, the one stripper that was talking to me suggested that's where we should go. 
the one stripper. Well, the one, the one that I was. That, I will clarify, Drew. She was like, uh, I was like, oh, so this place is shitty, and that's the other place that's good. She's like, I'm not gonna lie, I work at both places, but yeah, yeah. you know, most people do want to go to that place. Yes, that's what she said, and she said she. Then she brought it back again after you got up to go to the bathroom or something, or went to the. Do you go to the stage, or what you do? Go to the stage. Uh, I, no, I went to the bathroom. Went to the bathroom. I went to the bathroom. She she went back around on it and said, no, 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 it's much. You know, that's where you should go. Like you need to go there. And I was like, all right, that's what that's next time. Next time we're gonna the next field trip. Um, but this, I, I don't want to get too deep into it because I, I need I need Susan here to really to really get us going on it. But did we um, do we have any feelings? And everything's fresh today. Any feelings about it? Everybody happy? Yeah, I mean, Susan had a tight five on how I should uh, change up my facial hair. That was, oh yeah, uh, that was during that dinner was during though. Dinner. That was earlier. Yeah. She, I, don't don't. Uh, think that she doesn't do that to everybody you know what i'm saying that, that's oh i'm not offended yeah. I, I was uh i was uh what's the word entertained I and, entertained and i would urge you <laughs> and i she used to do that stuff with me and i would just resist it for years and finally i was like all right and i'm like oh my god she's right so i her her, her stuff her what she recommends is usually very spot on so just Take it what you will. All right. So next time that we're in the same room, I'll just bring some clippers and we'll let her uh, uh, we, fuck me we, up. I guess we can do that when she comes in here. She'll bring the clippers if you tell me to, if you want me to tell her to do so. Well, I'm not going to be here when she's. No, oh, damn later it. On. That's right. Damn, yeah. damn. Zola. Oh, woof. <laughs> Zola will be in here. Um. So all right. So so anyway, any you're kind of quiet this morning. Everything cool with you? Uh, I mean, I, I, am I quiet? I don't, I don't think so. I'm not quiet. I'm little quiet. Chilling. I'm just chilling. chilling you know All right, that's yeah. quiet. Chilling yeah. is quiet. <laughs> it, it, it is, and you could be chilling for a lot of different reasons because you were uh, shattered and overwhelmed and traumatized by last night, and now no, you're chilling. Not at all. I'm t- I was telling you today, it's like that was not a crazy night for me. I, right. I thought it was going to go way wilder, and you guys got there, and you were chilling. What? what, what <laughs> I'd would, say Annie was disappointed. What would way wilder <laughs> look like so we can kind of prepare ourselves for next time? What would that be like? I mean, you know, we could get in anything. It depends where that night took us. It could go to my place. It could go fucking to the next strip club. Could, I mean, I don't know where the hell. I think Austin sleeps at 2 a.m., so I'll probably have to go to my place. Eventually. But but is there is there more um, engagement with the strippers or something that we missed? I mean, should we have been in? I the, mean, no one got a lap dance, so. Yeah. Right. So that would be the, the next next level. Right. Uh, Hold on. You want to go back to a strip club, Drew? Well, we have to do that Palazzo place, and I know. Wait, wait, wait do you see when? Wait do you see when Susan gets in here? We'll see. That she'll be the driving force one way or the other. We right. Annie and I are right now planning uh, karaoke, and I'm trying to get him to go to a gay bar, and he's resisting. So we'll see. We'll see. How about we do the Texan thing and just shoot a whole bunch of high caliber guns? Yeah, I'm up for Let's that do. too. Uh, we can do that. that that's also we, we need field trips, guys. These are our field trips. These are how we build our relationships. Wait, would you be able to shoot like a like a really powerful like a shotgun? Like would that bruise your fucking? Because I because I remember you were like just scraping along the ground and you had like a huge bruise. Oh, like um, that's my shooting? forearm. It, it probably wouldn't bother my chest and oh, shoulder. Okay. You know, I, I could probably deal with that. That that's all me when I shot. All it. that bruising and stuff <laughs> is is from the uh, sun damage from having been a lifeguard all those years. So the skin is like really ridiculous on my forearms. So that's where that comes from. Gotcha. But not elsewhere. Uh, all right, so all right, you guys are a little quiet this morning. That's good. There, there's, we're, we'll, I feel like we have lots to talk about, but I guess we'll save it for when uh, Susan gets in here. All right, so uh, anything else for us to review? Any sort of um, notes? Yeah, so I had a question ah. because I'm noticing that I think I'm a little different than some people in this office. Okay, then whom? 
everybody. Okay. <laughs> and some people, all of them. Yeah. And, all right. And that loud noises, r- really, I do hate. Like, and he has a drum set here, and whenever he hits it, just my eyes closed, and I like my mouth just puts out the sounds. Please don't. Do you have a, a history of having been sort of in environments where loud noises bothered you? Not really. Like all my best friends in high school were in bands, and I oh. like was the guy that was filming them. I had a lot of ear infections as a kid. But I was like, going to say sometimes it is really just ear sensitivity. Like some people's ears are highly sensitive to sound, and it really it almost hurts. So is, is it that kind of thing where it's like almost painful? You know, I, you know what I think is hilarious. Go ahead. That a studio, multiple studios, have had to build fucking soundproofed insulated walls to prevent your laugh from bleeding through every single room it's a penetrate it's a penetrative and laugh. yet you're upset with sounds <laughs> but the way i hear my laugh is different than how you hear my laugh uh, it's louder because it's coming from me sure I see. so like so i think it, that's it flies away, away from, from you <laughs> away from yours i see it's, it's going out right i'm i'm the one creating the sound so it doesn't sound the same okay so as long Although as i, I play my say, drum set and do it like a cone over here you'll be fine yeah i'll tell you but i will we, say that my watch like has the decibel thing and sometimes when i do laugh in here my watch is just like hey you're in a high decibel area right now you're gonna get ear damage if you're in here for too long right. yeah, it's the loudest laugh in the world so right. i'm gonna ask you to pull up a cartoon character that reminds me of your laugh uh-huh. i don't know if this is pertinent to the our, our, our world here but it's uh felix the cat vavoom and you see if uh, annie will back me up on this vavoom there he is let's hear let's watch vavoom yeah <laughs> oh god play it. even play just it. without the <laughs> there is felix and vavoom they're coming up to a, a... We're going to my favorite fishing hole uh-huh. today uh-huh. oh now what the rock. okay vavoom Clear the road! And he destroys the, he creates a landslide. There it is. That's, that's kind of like Nadav's laugh, isn't it? I like the um, picture better. <laughs> the picture is better. Yeah, that without the a, sound. Without yeah, the sound. I don't yeah. weaponize my laughter like that. I'm just you know? saying, it, it, you're, you're kind of the whole appearance, the whole sound, everything kind of. Whole appearance? Well, the, 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 what, He's wearing like what, a skull cap type thing. What, I don't what, wear no, that. no, no. In terms of what. <laughs> and, what, what <laughs> In terms of what Annie's referring to, in terms of what it looks like when you're laughing, right? The just visual the, is pertinent. Just the, the op- boom opening part. my mouth. Yes. <laughs> what, what? See there, that's the Dobbs last. Annie, Annie, am I right? Annie? <laughs> <laughs> that image is so funny. <laughs> Someone put that on the Dobbs face. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. This is great. Uh, Next merch idea. <laughs> oh, oh my God, I can't oh, okay. believe I, why did I think of this? And why is it working? That's even the funnier part. Oh my God! So yeah. I mean, we could just go back to my question. Yes, well, the question was: <laughs> Am I on the spectrum because I don't like loud sounds? So yeah, I understand what you're referring to in terms of spectrumy people becoming sort of, and, and also people with neuroprocessing over you, they get, their systems get overwhelmed really easily, and loud sounds can be a part of it. I I don't experience you as spectrumy as all Thank at God. all. Do Do you have you? You have other, like, but sometimes people on Spectrum can really cover for it. Now, yeah. Do you have other concerns where you might have been? There is another concern that yeah, I have. Go ahead. You know that show on Netflix, Atypical? Yeah. Uh, there's been I only watched the first season mm-hmm. uh, because as I watched it, I really related to the autistic character. And I was can, like, I don't like how much I relate to can, this character. Can, can you give me an example? It was a long time ago. I think I blocked it out. I just remember it scared me how much. I was like, this is the guy that I relate to most in the show. Uh, and, and like not all the other 
and, and was he having autistic. and was he having trouble relating in relationships and that kind of stuff? Um, just like reading cues and also not liking loud sounds. I was just like, oh, I get that, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I, I look. You could have spectrumy stuff and not be. You know, we've talked about traits before. You're laughing. What's going on? I'm just well, embarrassed. <laughs> well, well, the closer you get to the truth, <laughs> the funnier it gets and the more uncomfortable it gets. So, so you know, we've discussed before at length on this show with you guys the issue of traits versus disorders, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we Andy very kindly you know, used himself as an example, and we've detected some traits, but I'm saying it's not a disorder. And I'm going to say the same thing with you. I mean, you could... You could get tested for it, and you could see what's the matter. So, so I have so, autistic <laughs> traits, but so, I don't well, have autistic. No, but syndrome. a lot of people, a lot of people have spectrum traits, and, and they're not. See, you, you guys, this is what I'm coaching you guys up. This is so weird to me. You, you, you consistently look at these things that are normal human traits that are on spectrums of disorders, but aren't disorders as pejorative and negative. I I see them as assets and interesting and just what makes people different from one another. It's right. all, you know, and, and so for you, like, I'm did like you, a savant is what you're saying. I'm wondering if you had stuff like that where when you were a kid, would you got into dinosaurs <laughs> or, you know, collecting or things like that. Did that happen when you were a kid? Yeah. You collecting dinosaurs, man? No, no. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I feel like, I feel like the, I feel like, I feel like that laugh is a diversion. I feel like we're getting close to any. <laughs> we're getting close to the bone here. <laughs> I collected business cards. <laughs> you did? Okay, there you go. There you go. There you go. And and <laughs> and why the business cards? Just curious. It's kind of interesting. I don't know. I think I, I think I was collecting basketball cards or sports cards. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. just like I have no functioner with these, but with business cards, it's like I'm creating my own I'm yellow a, pages. A, I don't a, know a what no the fuck I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm building an empire. I'm building a business empire. Right? So <laughs> I'm definitely, uh, right? I'm fucking. I could call so many numbers now. <laughs> I have all the hookups. <laughs> you need so, a window repair guy? Fucking gotcha. I do have a guy for you. <laughs> I get the feeling of a bunch of lawyers in the mix, right? Bunch of lawyers. Uh, mostly restaurants. restaurants. It was like wherever we visited, like with a, as a family, like if they had business cards in the front, I would just grab them, like, ooh, this will be great for the book. Would you get the matchboxes too? The matches? <laughs> Not the matchboxes. No, okay. no, I liked fire too much, so okay. I thought that was a bad idea. Uh, fire a lot interesting tell me about that is that another thing tell me about that Uh, that's something we both share we were talking about that the other day oh tell me more yeah i mean i remember who'd you talk about this with with christina no i think we were just talking okay so fire tell me Maybe Uh, i just remember like in third or fourth grade like there was like a like an hour time slot where i got home from school before other people did Mm. And I just like melt plastic cups in the backyard and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> plastic. Ugh. Yeah. Any? How about you? It, it was cool. How any? It any was different. <laughs> any? Any was different. He he lit apartment buildings on fire. Anyway, what? What did you? Just kidding. <laughs> what did you do, Any? Uh, <laughs> I lit a building in my apartment complex on fire. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. I'm so, so we're both. <laughs> so we're both. <laughs> no, I'm a pyro. Oh, <laughs> You're collecting God. dinosaurs, nigga. Oh, <laughs> wow. Woo. Oh my goodness. So, yeah, I mean, Christina's interacting with you guys. You don't get into this shit with her, do you? I don't think. Come on now. I don't think she's so, heard any of this information. So what, what happened there, Andy? What, what went on? 
Was it an accident? Were you playing matches or something? Or you think yeah. I'm gonna like this? It was on purpose, dog. Oh, it was hella on purpose. I'm gonna burn this shit down. There was just this chick. It was a hot ass chick. Um, Janine should have done something. Anyway, yeah, yeah. It was that girl, you know, that you should have done something with, but you didn't because you're dumb. And so it was her, and I was, I wanted to impress her in some way, even though I didn't know what the fuck to do. How old were you? Got her. I How fucking. How old were you? Eleven. Mm. 12 something like that yeah perfect perfect yeah so so uh, first of all let me just point out why did god do this to 12 year old males flooded his system with things that make his brain misfire and not ha- know how to handle and that things that shit is going on in his body that he will not be able to handle until he's 29 and we give that to a 12 year old so here's what they do they start lighting apartment buildings on fire so go ahead f- finish the thinking I mean, yeah, you you pretty much nailed it. It yeah. was, uh, it was. I mean, I had no other way in my mind to impress her, and it was in front of me. And there was this bark on these trees in my in my neighborhood that it just like ripped off like paper. Yeah, the yeah. bark was just like, uh, fucking, e- eucalyptus, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, it, was, it was. We called it the paper trees. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd rip off some paper trees and I put it in like a big ass bundle. And we had a clubhouse in our apartment complex, and I just stuck it in all the corners. <laughs> And I'm d- I'm just I'm not thinking how crazy this is as I'm doing it. I'm just because she's smiling and having a good time. Like this is, this yeah, this, is what this, we, this dude is cool. This is what <laughs> like, we should have been doing this whole time. She's, she's like, like we, she's like a female Cartman in herself. Like yeah, <laughs> that yeah, dude is cool. Oh yeah, she was she was yeah yeah we were horrible. Together, so did we so. see her last night at the strip club? <laughs> 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 was, was she there? Probably, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Janine, I hope you're doing good. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Janine, shout out Janine. Um. But uh, uh, so anyway, yeah, I mean, we just put the, the bundles of the, all that shit in the corners and we lit it on fire and I was sitting there watching it. Her and I were just sitting out there. We were watching it. I had a big ass fro. So it was like guaranteed that anyone who saw was going to know exactly who the fuck it was. Right. But uh, yeah, I'm just I'm looking at it and then I look over and I see a dude like freak out. He looks at it and he's like, <laughs> like his fucking eyes lit up. And then in my head, I'm like. Oh, this is serious. <laughs> oh shit! I just set a building on fire. Like, oh, I gotta get the fuck out of here. And then I just I ran away. But uh, oh, what about Janine? Where'd she go? She ran with me. Okay. Yeah, we 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 both ran together. But it was like again, well, it's a bonding experience, much like last night. Felt about the same. Right. So yeah. Okay. But again, I had a huge gigantic fro. So they 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 were like, yeah, it was some guy, some black guy in the neighborhood with only white oh. people with a giant oh, fro. Oh, that's I gotta wonder. go well. I'm sorry. So yeah, we. Uh, <laughs> but I was underage, so we didn't get um, nothing. Actually, happened to me. We just almost got evicted from the apartment complex. Almost. Wow. Yeah, nothing happened to me. We just almost got evicted. Yeah, keyword almost. <laughs> and and the, fire, the fire departments just immediately put it out successfully and whatever, right? I don't know. I wasn't there for it. But I mean, you, you, was that your apartment complex? Yeah. Where you, when you came back, thing wasn't on the ground, right? You came back, it was everything was cool. No. Yeah, that's gone now. <gasps> yeah. It's it's flowers now. They like put some flower bed or some shit there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Nobody died, though. Nobody died. Oh, good. It's not flowers yeah. for people that died. Good. It's just a flower bed. It's just a bunch of little flowers and shit. You wow. Know? That's they, they changed it into that because too many kids were fucking with that clubhouse anyway. And then, and oh, they no, said, no, no. I mean, the clubhouse went to the ground, but I mean, the yeah. apartment building didn't go away. No, it was okay, it was okay. an apartment complex. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Of okay. course. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the clubhouse. Yeah, we got to get rid of that. That makes sense. <laughs> you thought I meant I killed people? <laughs> not killed people, but I thought you destroyed a city block or something. No. And I'm like, yeah, I'm 11. No big deal. <laughs> you almost got evicted. <laughs> <laughs> almost got evicted. Exactly. <laughs> Building's not there anymore. We almost got evicted. <laughs> Woo. Okay. Wow. No, just so, like, like, uh, let me just point out a couple things. Uh, so, A, there's always more to be learned about people, everybody. Always more. D- don't, don't, don't 
ever not ask people about themselves because humans are so interesting. And then secondly, so that's A. B, to the extent that people have traits that are different from one another, do not judge. Do not judge and do not think pejoratively. This is what makes interesting things. Now, if those traits are causing people distress, then we help people change them, right? Uh, or if, if they're... <laughs> So the worst is when they're causing other people distress. But when they're causing other people distress and the person with them doesn't care, well, that now is a different thing, right? That's now getting into sort of disordered territory, sort of. I, 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 and I know both of you have can, can go in and out of that. I understand. Mostly on you. Yeah, he can go, but he actually does. He, he just he kicks into that. He, he can not be that. If you remember, he was going to go get treatment and stuff. That's already different. You were going to go. I gave you a therapist. I gave you a referral back when you were in L.A. You don't. You don't remember uh, that? No. Wait. What? What? A referral to what? To a therapist. What therapist? <laughs> what are you talking you, about? I oh, gave you must you have a, disassociated. You must you. have. I gave you a to deal with the dissociation. I gave you a very specific referral, and you said I'm going to do it. But you know, we're moving to Austin, so I may not get to this one. But when we get to Austin, <laughs> we're fine. <laughs> Classic me excuse. I like it. <laughs> yeah. No, I understand. It's, it's, You're like, that sounds like <laughs> it. Yeah, well, sure then we got to go back over this territory because you were somewhat motivated to, to deal with the dissociation primarily. Right? No, I think I just made you think I was motivated. No, I wasn't motivated. I remember that because I, I remember you I saying it in front of me. I'm just like, mm. whoa, Annie, I'm like really proud of you. That's really mature of you to do. You did say yeah. that. And then just zero follow through. <laughs> See, I think you're in kind of weird. I, I think that maybe it's just my own fucked up uh, distortions, but I think now you're in denial, and I think that was more genuine. You could be been fucking with me straight, straight. Then it's possible, but I think that was genuine, and you've lost connection with that, and that's all right. It's up to you. It's blowing my mind a little bit. I'm trying to think about it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think so. I think I just. I think I just. No, because we got into I I we said I was going to, but wasn't because we got into some so. deep territory of looking at the traumas and stuff, and looking at what it was doing and what it was, how it was manifesting in the present moment, and the, all the dissociation and stuff. And you're like, oh, I got to do something about that. You know, it's a pragmatic issue. Huh? Well, well, we're not there now. <laughs> I'll get right on. We're that. not there now. I'm gonna get right on it. It's not in the show. Let, you know, we have to speaking of emotional detachment. I've got an email here. With the availability of comeback videos and surge of videos involving cops, I've noticed the violence shown in those videos doesn't bother me. Any? The, the larger context has an effect, but especially now I've noticed I'm detaching from the emotional response that other people might expect. Someone once said a driving reason people are drawn to those types of videos or images is a survival trait. No. Uh, or a way to analyze the mistakes in order to survive longer. No. Uh, is there any weight to that argument or am I just fucked in the head? For other people who are going to end up seeing the videos and pictures coming out recently, is there any evidence to help people process the things they're likely to see? Just a reminder, dick sucks ain't cheating. Uh, yeah, yeah, you don't know that one. I got to see that one, right? It's an old yeah. reference, yeah. Oh, an old one, all right. Uh, Pissing me, beat me, be able to come up in May, et cetera. Uh, so, uh, so there's two poss- or three, a few possibilities here. One is that you are desensitized, that you're just seeing so much of this shit that you're you're not letting it in. You, you, that is an adaptive mechanism. That is a survival mechanism that once it gets deeply into you becomes dysfunctional when you're not in violent situations because you, you know, you've seen any can dissociate in lots of situations. You might dissociate in situations where you should be fully present. Uh, so that's one possibility. The other possibility is that you already dissociate, <clears throat> and that would be 
you know, if you've had childhood trauma, that you learn to do that as an adaptive strategy. So in a sense, uh, what people were telling you, let's see, a survival trait, these are survival mechanisms that you're manifesting, but they're not, um, you, you put kind of a, a nice gloss on it. You know, yes, these are survival, these are normal, but they end up causing you trouble if you don't uh, watch out for it because you can start to use those same sort of emotional detachments in situations where you should care what's happening and it, it keeps you from being fully present. And uh, so be careful, be careful. Can you guys relate to that? Yeah, I mean. Anna, you do that, right? Uh, do what? What's, what? I'll tell you what. Oh, man, he's fully dissociated. So, so, <clears throat> so I'll tell you. Sorry, man. <laughs> I know. So it's interesting that we're talking about all that need for treatment. All of a sudden, magically, you dissociate. Um, but, <laughs> right? So um, uh, what was I talking about with uh, I was associating? Yeah, I lost yeah, my train yeah, of thought. You yeah. made me lose my train yeah, of thought. I got sucked into your vortex. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, no. I was going to say was if you, if you are drawn to those videos strictly because you think they're funny, that's a problem. Because that, when people think things are funny that are really not funny, um, like Tom, you have to be very careful. Yes. You have to be very careful. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what Tom's doing when he laughs at some of this stuff that is not funny. But uh, I don't know. here's another one: Why are fights funny? Why is it funny to me when people fight? When people cuss and argue with each other, it's hilarious to me. I know Tom and many YMH fans are the same way. What is wrong with us? Hmm. I mean, just saying conflict is fun. Uh, you know, that's a good show. But isn't that the same thing, that it's not funny technically? Like, why are we still laughing at it? Isn't that the same thing? Yeah, yeah, it's the same thing. And, and right. it's funny. making it funny is a way of distancing yourself from it, right? It's just, you know, you laugh at it as a way of sort of managing it and diffusing it in a way. But to not appreciate that things that are horrible or hilarious are actually horrible, I mean... Look, Tom's looked at the videos of himself and understand that was horrible, right? So you right. can appreciate that. And so he can now relate that over to some of these other videos we look at that are horrible, but there is something in the human. Okay, so here's the real part that makes us laugh at pratfalls and falls. We think it's funny. And now back in our evolutionary heritage, smiling and laughter used to be a sign of aggression. And it used to be a collective thing. If you've seen how chimpanzees you know, get together and howl, right, and shake their head and kind of smile, that's our heritage. That's our heritage. And so it, it's almost like a collect, like we're sharing it together as a way of making it less impactful on us. Does that make sense? Am I, am I describing that well? I think so. It, like, give me, a, give me a pack of chimpanzees laughing and smiling like the kind of thing Chimpa you'll see what I'm talking about and the humans this is what we do here at your mom's house exactly this so okay yeah oh that yeah yeah this is that right there's no video though we need a video of that they're just like us yes they're just like us we share we share except for about 300 gene pairs we share everything with them uh oh this is orangutan stuff right Oh, there they go. This is a little too. Uh, what do we? This is no. This is what we're looking for now. Yeah, but they, but they but you will see when they get together and they and they they sort of um, laugh together. It, it's kind of an aggression thing. It's really not just uh, 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 it's it's bonding. It's collective, but it's an aggression sort of 
projected outwards, right? And it's sort of a way of saying, uh, that's not me. That's the other. Thank goodness I didn't fall on my face like that. It's kind of in that zone. So it's not um, problematic unless you really lose the ability to um, appreciate other people are miserable when they have these experiences. Eh, you're looking at lots of stuff here. You suddenly have gone down a what is he? You've gone down a crazy kind of, rabbit hole. I kind here. of forgot what I was looking you're for. Looking, you're looking for a group, a group expressing. How about a group of chimpanzees expressing aggression? How about that? Old fucking dinosaur collector over here. I know, I know. That it was business cards. It was like. business cards. <laughs> I, I could use them. <laughs> Way better than dinosaurs. No, look up, literally look up chimpanzees. How effing dare you, Drew? How effing dare you? Look up a group of chimpanzees expressing aggression, that, something like that. And you'll see it looks like they're laughing. I think that's the way to approach it. All right, I'm going to read you a, an email in the meantime. Uh, 36-year-old man, because of Crohn's disease, I've had an ileostomy since I was 21. So ileostomy means they took out his colon and they brought the ileum, which is the end of the small bowel, up to the surface and gave him a bag. They had to do a complete colectomy. Right. Get that bag. Yep. I understand uh, better than most is outside the body. Right. Good for you. Uh, what causes ga- what causes gas buildup in the small intestine? Every so often, my stoma just makes an absolute thunderclap of fart sounds, and I love that to never happen or control it when it does somehow. Changing diet, cessation of alcohol has helped a lot, but not fixed it. It does bother my girlfriend. Uh, it can be really awkward at public functions. Ooh, goodness. Uh, thanks. Please don't uh, touch my poo bag through the fence. So, um, if you remember, uh, you know, it's bacteria producing a lot of the gas, but also you, you never heard your bowels kind of growl or grumble. That's usually small bowels. There's, there's a certain amount of air being pushed through there. And, uh, a lot of that, I remember once I saw a lecture where a guy was theorizing that was swallowed air. So be careful when you drink and when you eat that you're not swallowing air with the food that, that contributes to it. And again, the bacteria get their hands on spices and all kinds. It's different for different people. Sometimes people dried fruit, but to kind of experiment with the diet, should be able to find something that corrects that. Did you find it, uh, Nadav? Did you find what I'm looking for? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> no, they're eating one. Yeah, but you'll still see it, that they're, what they do looks like. Uh, well, uh, is that a video? That's just a bunch of pictures. Uh, well, I guess it's just pictures. I guess it is just yeah. pictures. <laughs> You guys are gross. You guys, I, I've I've brought out something awful in you guys today. This is not good. You're kind of worrying me. <laughs> I'm worried too. Yeah, it's hilarious though. All right, I'm gonna keep going. Uh, my wife and I are considering vasectomy mainly because she loves being a cum dumpster. All right, uh, we had our first kid freshman year of high school. Woof. Second three years ago, freshman year of high school. We're only 24, so at this point, we just want to bust nuts, have fun. Do you think this is the safest way to go? She's had IUDs before, and uh, she even had birth control that was put in her arm, right? When they went to remove it, most it was dissolved already. It was a struggle to remove it, and painful. She doesn't want to do that again. All right. Both decided not to have more kids. Side note, uh, we met Nadab and forgot to tell him to quit Wingstop and try pluckers like a real Texan. What's this? Yeah, fuck pluckers and fuck your wing suggestion. Do you like Wingstop? I used to love it, but then it started making like my right side of my abdomen hurt. Like you're getting so, uh, uh, gallbladder problems, dude. Must must hey, be. Dude, <laughs> I, I will tell you what. Uh, yeah, when, I'm taking a break from the wing stop. <laughs> but but listen, weight loss, significant weight loss, is when uh, gallbladder kicks up. So congratulations on one hand. On the other, you oh, might no, be getting. That's been happening for like a year or two, though. All right, but still, you might have some gallbladder stuff and. Uh, so anyway, so that that's a possibility. But um, do, how would you remember these guys that tried to get you to go to Pluckers? 
Uh, I mean, I've gotten that suggestion plenty of times. Like, there, there's a whole all the suggestions that I've tried. I'm like, yeah, none of this is better than Wingstop, which is a bummer. You know? Yeah. All of the Texan like recommendations. You know how many times I've heard P. Terry's is the In and Out of Texas? No, it's not. Yeah, fuck P. No, Terry's, it's not. Dude. It sucks. Do we? Why don't we have In and Out here? It's really the we question. do. Oh, okay. I was yeah, yeah we just go there instead. In and Out <laughs> is the In and Out of Texas. Yeah, right. I mean, dumb why don't they know that? Maybe because they're Texans. Has it not know? caught on? Oh, dude, you guys have been here. <laughs> You guys have been here only six months or something. You're already having disdain for your. Yeah, maybe let's cool it with that type of tone, Eddie. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm so far I'm having the only good experience. Huh? Only good experience with the Texans here. I appreciate you guys. Uh, you bet I'll be coming up in May. It's going to be a good one. I can feel it coming. What's that? It's going to be a good one. I can feel it coming. You guys know what that is? Oh, that's that's, uh, that's Leo again, or yeah. that's uh, Ed, Ed Osner. Osner. Yeah. You, you know, uh, at the strip club last night, I noticed there was a lot of uh, kings above eighteen and Ed Asner types there. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a strip club, Drew. He wants to talk about that for us. Well, maybe we we'll wait for Susan for a second. But, but so that's where old dudes go to die. <laughs> I, I remember. This? I remember as like uh, you know there are some performers on the stage. There's yeah. performers walking around. And, yeah. You know we're all just kind of eyeing and like seeing what we like and. Yeah. You just keep on shoulder tapping me. You're like, hey, look at that huge dude in the booth right behind you. I'm like, I'm not turning my head, Drew. I, this isn't. It was. It was also. It was like an anthropology trip to me, it, and and I felt bad for these girls. Okay, so here's where my head goes with these women, which is they're having to sit in their lap and they're sort of behaving like they're young, and it's like, ugh, this is somebody's daughter, and it's and of a course, strip club. And I know they want to do that. It's not like they need to be rescued by me. It's just like it's just sort of like, ugh, how. And I also thought there was a whole interesting phenomenon going on there that I saw. We're going to talk to Susan about, which is how the strippers relate to the straight women that are there. Did you notice that? Oh, they love them. They do. I thought. I thought that was almost like that's um, a break from the king above eighteen. You know what I mean? Yeah, because like, there's no grossness involved in that. Right. Like they're there just for pure fun. Right. And, and so that, to me, that made the grossness stand out more. You know. And so I started, it made me feel bad for these, some of these girls, but whatever. I mean, they're making a living, and what you know. And I do not judge. Trust me, it's not being judgmental. It's just that it's like, oh, yeah, mm. strip clubs but, can be pretty sad places, man. <laughs> it wasn't sad. I, I, I guess I wasn't sad. Hmm. Uh, feeling bad was not sad. It, it was just sort of like, I don't know what that feeling is. I, maybe it'll come to me later. Uh, because it, it maybe that's part of my codependency. I kind of wanted to rescue or something. I, I don't know. Hmm, very interesting. So anyway, we could start uh, a stripper shelter if you want to. Start no, adopting. I'm not interested. I'm All not right. interested in, in, in helping him. But back to the vasectomy, dude. Uh, he's young. You're 24. You're gonna have difficulty finding someone to do that for you. They typically will try to discourage you until you're at least into your 30s. But yeah, it's a great way to go. Um, your your girlfriend. I guess she's girlfriend. Why don't you marry your girlfriend? You got a bunch of kids with her, uh, and you you like her, and you want to, as you say, bust nuts with her. Good for you. Uh. How about, uh, and she doesn't like birth control and she's tried the implantable types and she could still go with the shots, but those has lots of side effects. So I understand that. And she could go back to the IUDs, right? As well, if that was something that worked for you guys. But uh, yeah, if you want to do a vasectomy, that, that's fine. So uh, urine stream sometimes forks, gentlemen. My urine stream sometimes forks, for lack of a better term. It's called split stream. Actually, formally has a formal name. You guys ever had a split stream urination? Split stream, um, yeah. After I, mean, I come, yeah. Right, 
And remember, I talked uh, a couple shows ago about how during an erection, any we found out you can have a straight stream during erection. A lot of guys have all kinds of split streams and spray, spray streams and stuff with an erection. Pussies. No, it's the urethra That's just changes. The appropriate it, reaction. It's just normal. It's just normal. Fucking get your shit together, fam. I like the way you think that people can just fucking will their biology. You can. Look at to me. To a certain extent. To a certain extent. All right. I have no my 29-year-old male urine stream will split into two, then quickly return to single stream right as I start peeing. Right, right, right. Meantime, you've you've sprayed the wall and the uh, you know the trash can. There's no discomfort to any of this. It will only happen after masturbating sex, as we just discussed. Rarely after waking up. This doesn't happen more than once or twice a month. Just want to know: Should I be concerned? No, it's uh, often after ejaculating. It can be a sign of a urethritis or an STI. But it is not typically so. It is also a is common it, thing. Is it maybe also that uh, he's maybe got too much cum in that urethra? Like, no, like it's just that the it, no, it's just that the urethra sort of um, it's it just it's not it's normal function when there's sort of other fluid in there. There's a, there's a thicker fluid sort of still left behind, and it changes the you know maybe it sticks at the tip or all kinds of stuff can happen. And uh, you know, and sometimes it's even just the arousal. There's kind of an erection left behind, and that can cause stream splits. So let's hear a voice message. Hi there, Dr. Drew. My name's Jeff uh, from Austin, Texas. Oh. I'm calling because I have a question about a friend of mine. Um, some, some of my friends and I do a podcast, and on it a couple uh, weeks ago, we found out that one of our friends, who I'll just call Mark, uh, does a very specific thing where anytime he goes somewhere new, he needs to masturbate there, be it a friend's house, a church, a national theme park chain, anywhere mm. Mark goes, he decides to make white. Now, my question here is we had a very lively debate where Mark seems to think this is just a simple kink, whereas all of the rest of us, think that it's a pretty messed up fetish. <laughs> so we're just hoping for a little bit of input. Is this a kink or is this a fetish? Uh, thanks. I hope to hear back from you soon. And, uh, well, if it's someplace new, you can pretty much bet Mark's coming up in May. Yeah, he Talk is. You later. Well done. Well done. Uh, yeah, don't invite Mark for Christmas or, you know, your son's second birthday or anything like that. Just, uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so here's the deal. I don't know what it is unless I had a chance to talk to Mark and see what he's actually experiencing. At this point, it is just a behavior, right? And uh, masturbation is a pretty highly reinforced behavior, and so people have certain triggers and certain, you know, rhythms to when they when and where and how. And so this is just some behavior. The more interesting thing I would get into is to ask him how it got going, because that'll probably tell you a lot about what this is. Um, I, I wouldn't call it kink. I wouldn't call it, um, what else did he call it? A, a fetish. A, and not if it's not Which a, it is not. Yeah, it's not a fetish because a fetish, technically, you need this to, to uh, perform. And he doesn't need it. He just does it. Uh, do you have feelings about this, Annie? You seem like you have an opinion. No. <laughs> well, you said it is not. You said Coming definitely not. a lot of not. places, but no, it's definitely not a fetish. Yeah, it's a, like, I mean, I was thinking exactly what you said. Yeah, yeah. That, like, it's he just, doesn't need it to perform. Right. It's, this is just his behavior, and you know why that's triggered in new environments has something to do with his, his brain as much as anything. And so, all right, another one. Hey, Mommy. So I just finished listening to the podcast you did with your wonderful wife, mm -hmm. and I was wondering if you could clear up a few things when it comes to being perimenopausal. Mm. What are some of the things we should look for? 
and what we should ask our doctors about. Also, I kind of heard, I think on where my mom's at, that there were some body changes that Susan experienced after getting on testosterone, and I wanted to know if maybe you could go over some of that. Anyway, thanks, Mommy. Love you. (laughs) Okay. So she's saying the body change that Susan had after testosterone, she, um, you know, her, her muscle tone, her muscle mass changed, and she actually carried herself differently. I mean, her core strength just went up. She looked different. Um, and when you're, you know, look at, look what happens to women as they age, their, their spine starts to curve, their core starts to, you know, it's just a normal, normal sort of, uh, what are you looking up here? Old women, look at old women's spine. That's where you'll really get it. And, uh, it, 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 I, it delays some of that, you know, obviously we get old enough. It's eventually going to happen. See that. Yeah, there you go. There's the, it's called kyphoscoliosis that is typical of female aging. And, uh, maybe this will delay some of that. I don't know. And you want to know some of the perimenopausal symptoms. They are very protean and difficult to put your finger on. One of the one of the important things always is to look at family history and your personal history, right? Did your mother have menopause at a relatively young age? 40, so let's say 50. Uh, did um, you have anything that might predispose you to early menopause? Ovarian hyperstimulation from a fertility campaign, something like that. I think that's what really shut down Susan because after – after all the fertility treatment, she wasn't the same, and it was hard to tell, is that just post-pregnancy stuff, or what is that? Now you can kind of connect the dots, and it's pretty clear that she was having perimenopausal symptoms. The kinds of symptoms can be obviously changes in your menstrual flow and duration and periodicity, how you know what, what the rhythm is on that, uh, whether or not you get more cramping, more blood, less blood, all of that can be perimenopause. Mood disturbances, sleep disturbances, obviously hot flashes, but those hot flashes may not be uh, intense. They can just be sort of, uh, you know, intolerance to certain environments you notice, uh, or maybe sweating more. It can be so many different things, and some of that is kind of normal with aging. So it's always hard to put your finger on it. And then the other issue is, and we we did discuss this a little bit when she was in here, that the hormone replacement therapy is not without risk. And it's somewhat controversial. And some doctors have very strong feelings one way and very strong the other. The the kinds of risks we worry about are uterine cancer. So you take that risk away with taking progesterone. So you take those two together. The other thing is breast cancer risk. And there are some researchers that believe that adding testosterone to estrogen takes away and may even reduce the breast cancer risk. So it's still a controversial field. My point always is that we don't we don't teach women to look out for this stuff, and doctors don't seem to give a shit about it. They just sort of, nah, whatever. When you really have menopause, let me know. And that's awful, in my opinion. And uh, the the thinking is being, we we don't want you on estrogen that long if we can avoid it. But you know, sometimes just a little bit can really help both estrogen and t- testosterone uh, when you're going through this. And uh, you know, if you're wondering about it, you know, if you have sleep disturbances, mood disturbances, menstrual irregularities. Mom got menopause at 45 or 50. I would look pretty strongly into it. So uh, let me take this email. I was addicted to pain pills from 18 to 21, then started using heroin. That's how it always goes. I got scared when I started heroin, so I told my mom she helped me get Suboxone. Saved my life. I've been clean about 10 years from heroin. Haven't taken Suboxone for about eight years. Got prescribed Percocet with my wisdom teeth. Well done, dentist. Uh, I took them because I was in pain and they made me so sick. I was just wondering why that is why that is, since I used to love them so much. Same for when I drink. I don't really get drunk. I just get a headache. Love the show. Keep them jeans high and tight. Interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. And I have not really, I've not really seen that. Um, 
Now, I will tell you, you started using opiates in your adolescence, and adolescent brains are very different. So it's just possible you didn't have some of these aversive symptoms from opioids and opiates that are very common. They happen to like a lot of people. Uh, right, it makes you, them nauseous and itchy, right? Itchy, and and I get dysphoric. I actually, it's 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 kind of an Ashkenazi Jew thing. It's, it's certain populations feel shitty when they take uh, opiates, and I'm one of those people. Mm. Um, do you like opiates? Uh, I uh, yes, yes. And so I don't. I'm the other end. I'm I, I I feel awful when I take them, and when even when I've had surgeries and stuff, I like I like put it off because I ugh, I'll take the pain the, over how lot it is the best. Well, you know, it's funny. I've never tried a lot. And I, I've always wondered if that one would be better for me when I have surgeries and whatnot. I'm actually jealous of my patients that have, um, you know, such a great response to opiate because I always worry that if, if I ever really need opiates, I'm not going to really want them. So anyway, the fact that he gets a headache or is it he, she doesn't say uh, when he drinks, I'm going to say he, uh, that's interesting as well. It makes me wonder there's an Asian flush and headache, and uh, there's certain a certain amount of protective genetics amongst Asians for alcoholism. You can you can push through it and get alcoholism, but there's a little bit of a protective reaction that reduces the risk of pushing through. And I wonder if you're Asian, that would be kind of an interesting piece of this. So anyway, just be thankful for all that, and don't go back and realize that uh, you know being um, being an addict always an addict, and you might want to. Do something more active, like get some therapy or something to reduce that risk of re- recurrence. Uh, I have uh, felt pressure on my appendix, means right lower quadrant. Several people in my family have gotten bowel cancer. Oh, boy. Uh, I just bought insurance against cancer, but it does not start for three months. Should I wait to go to the doctor until the insurance is valid? You'll pay out $50,000. I'm kind of broke. Piss me, beat me. Don't touch my camera through the fence. You know, I can't tell you to wait three months, but I understand why you would wait three months. In the meantime, you might want to get a, a test this is like my lecture day for medical issues, uh, called color.com. It's a spit test for the common genetic risk factors for cancer. So things like uh, BRCA, you know, BRCA2, BRCA1 for breast cancer. Well, we have similar screens for colon, pancreas, uh, brain, stomach, and uh, there's something called Lynch syndrome, right? There are five different Lynch syndromes, and I actually actually have one of them. I'm MSH6. I just did a streaming show. You can find it at drdrew.com where I interviewed a guy that's had cancer three times. He has a more severe form of Lynch, and he sends up – he, he um, sets up a – he set up a, a organization that looks at Lynch syndrome. It's called Alive and Kickin', aliveandkickin.com. And again, you just spit in the thing, and for 200 bucks, they test you for the 30 more common – what are called DNA repair abnormalities. The reason, one of the reasons people get cancer is, you know, we have these DNA is an extremely complicated process biologically, and it has to reproduce itself all the time. That's how cells divide and grow, and inevitably there are errors, right, in the base pair, the base pairing that is the the ladder of uh, DNA, and we have a whole system in our cells that repairs the mistakes, and in certain genetic subsets, that repair system is a little bit inefficient or maybe broken in some cases. And that increases the likelihood that one of those mistakes is going to get through, and that's a cancer. And then you have your immune system that can come in and kick it out. And when you're young, the immune system is very robust, and we tend to pick those things up. But as you get older, you miss some of these things. And so go get it. It's called color.com, C-O-L-O-R.com. And uh, if you are positive, they will test your first-degree relatives for um, $50. I think this, you know, I was talking to that guy. I was telling you, did the interview with the Alive and Kicking guy. And when he had his uh, 
his Lynch syndrome first diagnosed, it cost $15,000 to do the genetic testing. And that was only 10 years ago. So this is a major advance in our ability to detect our risk for cancers. And if you end up having one of these things, your insurance company will pay for all the screening to reduce the risk that a cancer will get through. It's like I get colonoscopies every year. It doesn't sound like fun, gentlemen. Uh, I have definitely prepped for a colonoscopy, and that is, <laughs> I can guarantee you, not fun. Not fun. The prep is not fun. But act, the uh, propofol is kind of fun, but it kind Hell of yeah, it, it all wipes me out. Yeah, I've, I've had very, I've had some really weird propofol experiences. The, the first time I got it, the anesthesiologist just goes, "Are you ready?" Ah, boom! I was just out. <laughs> like it's like it's like a hammer that comes over you. I was shocked at how it just like pow. Yeah, and, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and then the last time I had a colonoscopy, like three weeks ago. Uh, and, uh, I was getting, you know, they're sort of positioning me cause I have to have an upper endoscopy also. And, uh, and all of a sudden I was like, Whoa, what is, what was that? I go, did you give me something? He goes, yeah, I just gave you a little taste. I'm like, wow, that is hilarious because it's just, just like, wow, that shit is right. rough. They, they like ease you into it. Right. It's like, first it's like a little bit, like it knocks the edge off to just like see what, how you react to the, the well, they have never that done the that reason? before. They've never done that before. I think what they were doing was like, "Hey, calm down, dude. We'll just, we'll just, we're gonna put you down a little bit." Um, or he was just being, you know, just a little fun because uh, the, the anesthesiologist was actually a friend, a friend, a guy I kind of know, and it was like, "All right, I get it." So here is a long. Let's hear another voice. I've got a long. Look how long this email is, and it looked kind of interesting to me. I wonder if I should read it before I read it. For a hey, Doctor Drew, this is Carson. So. I was wondering, first of all, how'd you get a job here, you fuckface? And also, I've been taking NyQuil for the past few days, not because I'm sick, but it's the only sleep sedative I have right now, and I had to get to sleep. And then today, I woke up with a sore throat, cough, runny nose. Could NyQuil have helped cause my sickness? Let me know. Keep them high tight, and ta-ta, you retard doc. This guy's uh as a jewel uh carson <laughs> no hard feelings my friend uh ye, nah, who knows i mean you might have just been ready to get a cold and nyquil doesn't do anything in terms of treating or preventing viruses um be aware that you know 50 percent of things that look like colds uh, for the last six months have been omicron so you might want to get a test just to be sure and it, it makes sense to me that if you are really, and Nyquil's got a lot of alcohol in it, and it's got some other stuff in it that's not good for you and can actually become stimulant at higher doses, so be careful. Um, but if you took enough to sort of knock yourself out, so to speak, you know, you could be sleeping with your mouth open and you can get a lot of accumulation of fluids both in your you know nose and in your chest, and it kind of makes sense to me that you're, you're not clearing things normally and that can set you up for infection. Give me another one. Hi, Dr. Drew. This is Lauren. I am a 23-year-old from Daytona Beach, Florida, and I have this new issue uh -oh. where I went poop the other day and wiped, and there was a shitload of blood, uh -oh. like enough blood to freak you out, mm -hmm. and it happened twice in a row, mm -hmm. and now I need to get a colonoscopy. Yes, you do. And again, I'm only 23 years old, yep. and now I need a colonoscopy. Yep. Do you know why this might be happening, or am I basically just going to die? No. Thanks. <laughs> okay, Lauren. <laughs> so the the asking why the, the why is why you're getting a colonoscopy, so the doctor can look up there and tell you why. It could be hemorrhoids. It could be telangiectasias. 
Could be a polyp, could be a tumor, right? So uh, the guy I was just talking about, the live and kicking guy, I think he was diagnosed at 23 or 24, something like that, very young in his 20s in any event. And so if you have, if this is a polyp or any kind of growth in there, do get the genetic testing I was just talking about, for God's sakes. Because for women, Lynch syndrome is also associated with endometrial cancer. So they are going to have to monitor that as well. So it's in the high likelihood is that it's just hemorrhoids. And, you know, you didn't tell me whether you were constipated or anything else that would increase the risk of bleeding from hemorrhoids, but, you know, think about that. And the fact that you were having so much frank blood in there um, suggests to me that you might want to be on some iron replacement for a while. So talk to your doctor about that. The problem with that is it can constipate you and that can make the bleeding worse if it's hemorrhoids. So talk to your doctor about it. But uh, it does sound like iron might be in your future. Is any of this interesting, you guys? You guys have been very quiet in there. Not yet. Yeah, all right. All All right, give me another one. Hey, Dr. Drew. It's Ray from Florida. Back in my 20s, I used to drink like Bert does on a day that ends in Y. But once I hit my 30s, I wanted to try and save my liver, and so I switched over to marijuana in place of alcohol. Mm. I've never been one for smoking, so I stick with the edibles. But recently, I was listening to Joe Rogan, and he mentioned that when edibles hit your liver, you react differently. I guess I never really thought about the process of consuming edibles and what parts of your body are used. But my question is, is, in trying to save my liver, am I damaging it more because of the way I'm consuming marijuana? No. And, and in case you were wondering, yes, I do keep my jeans high and tight. And you'll be coming up in May, I hope. So, uh, yeah, no, you don't. Alcohol hurts the liver. Alcohol, okay? There are substances that can aggravate and you know, inflame the liver also. Cannabis is not one of them. You are not harming your liver. Uh, you're right. Smoking is not great for your lungs. Uh, the only organ I really worry about with cannabis is the brain. Uh, and you sound fine, but, uh, kind of be careful. I mean, it, it can, it can affect you in ways that are, you don't really pick up on until well down the line. I mean, I did a, a streaming show with my daughter who got addicted to cannabis and she has a lot of interesting things of observation to say about it. You can find that at drdrew.com. Just look up Paulina. That's my daughter's name. And, uh, and I've certainly treated a lot of people who had trouble, who couldn't stop this particular drug. So if it starts bu- affecting your function, and again, one of the things about substances is they they block our ability to have insight into what's happening with us. We don't, we either don't want to see it or literally don't see it. So kind of just pay attention: is it affecting you in any bad ways? And um, you know, see, always a good way to see if you can stop is try it. See if you can stop for a couple months and see how that goes. Um, any event, uh, I'm not worried about your liver. Alcoholic liver disease is a whole different thing. Um, exactly why alcohol damages liver is actually kind of controversial. Some people think it's the acetaldehyde, um, because women, women are actually about five times more likely to get significant, like, like severe alcoholic liver disease than men. Uh, and they lack some enzymes in the stomach to break alcohol down. So is it the, you know, the precursors to acetaldehyde or is it the acetaldehyde? Or, you know, what is it that's causing the damage? What you see is essentially inflammation of the liver. And when the cells are inflamed, they don't function well. And if they get really inflamed, they die. And when they die, the inflammatory cells of your body come in and try to mop them up. And in a certain percentage of people, when they're doing that mop up, they cause scarring. And that scarring is cirrhosis. Mm. So, yeah, be careful with that. I actually had a question. Like, and I think I, I know the answer but like when you smoke weed there really is only you could really only get so high you know and, but like when you eat it that like threshold for how high you could get like yeah. exponentially increases is that because it's going through the stomach and 
That's interesting. Uh, you, you, I think it's be. Um, I don't know because so when things go into your lungs, right, mm-hmm. like crack or weed, mm-hmm. they go right to your brain, right? They pass through. They go into the lungs, through the heart, right to your brain. Okay. While things that you eat go through the portal circulation into your liver, get metabolized, get right. absorbed. It naturally, lasts longer, right? It's just a whole different biology, and you and there's no limit to how much you can take, right? Mm-hmm. And so. Right, like I've taken edibles that have ruined like a whole weekend for me. Beautiful. But like when you smoke, when I if I smoke like ten joints in a row, I'm gonna be fine the next day. You know. Yeah, I, it's an interesting question. I, I it must have something to do with dose and what your body is doing clearing it. In other words, it it somehow it able to clear it more quickly when it's not going through the portal circulation, and that's kind of weird to me. It suggests to me that there might be some. This I'm not aware of this, but uh, maybe some metabolism outside of the liver i suspect that's what it is or maybe clearance right. through the kidney something like that because it was also because I, I also remember like people saying like oh yeah like uh uh weed could be hallucinogenic it is yeah and the only time i've ever experienced that was when i've taken like mega doses right that's when it happens yeah uh but i i'm not a toxicologist by training a toxicologist should be able to answer that question let's get uh, another voice message oh, i need to see a video what's up droopy baby hey man it's mike I'm uh, from Maryland. I got a little tiny uh, stomach problem here that I'm curious about. Stomach so, problem. Really a couple years ago, today. I ended up getting a uh, surgery for my appendix taken out because it was close to, I guess, exploding is the best word to put it. Yep. Anyways, after that, I ended up uh, getting some other problems, getting some diverticulitis myself down the road. Oof. And now I have this problem where every time when I am done eating, it could be a real balanced meal. It could be, you know, dog shit like Bert. <laughs> But every time I eat, and about an hour or so later, I get really dizzy, lightheaded, sweaty, and the moment I eat, I'm perfectly fine again. And every time this happens, I eat, and then an hour and a half or so later, I have to eat again, or else I get nauseous, dizzy, want to pass out, I get sweat. I don't know if this has any correlation to my surgery years ago, but anyways, don't piss on me, beat me. I'm coming up there in May. Yeah, buddy. So, hmm, the kinds of stuff we worry about, obviously the diverticulitis causes pain and weakness and, you know, down the left lower quadrant. After an appendectomy, particularly one that might be uh, ruptured, you can get adhesions, and that, again, causes small bowel trouble. The bowel doesn't get the food through, and you can get a lot of pain and bloating from that. You're not describing any of that kind of stuff. You're describing really something we call dumping syndrome, where things are, for some reason sort of pouring out of your stomach uh, into the small bowel more rapidly than it should. It's something that people get when they've had gastric bypass surgery, things like that. But that, in my experience, isn't typically relieved by eating. So then it makes me worry that you have some sort of endocrine disturbance, some sort of GI endocrine problem. And there are weird endocrine disorders that can cause this kind of stuff, like even like an insulinoma and stuff like that. So I do suggest you you see a gastroenterologist about this. It's it's kind of it's probably not what I'm thinking about, but it's actually these are kind of serious things, and so you gotta gotta look into it. It's not you're not fitting what you would normally expect from your post appy and your diverticulitis. Let me see a TikTok, a couple TikToks. Come on now. Come Gotta on like now. finish up with this. Let's <laughs> Here go. It comes. I'm just laughing for dumping syndrome. That's you all. like that? Yeah, it's pretty funny. I said dumping. <laughs> 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 Could you cure dumping syndrome with Ducalax? 
No, you've caused more dumping <laughs> with Ducal X. Different kind of dumping. Oh. That's hysterical. I like that. Well done. All right, what else you got? Uh-oh. I think I've seen this one. Uh, wind up. I love the way Ram the Chief do that. Boom. <laughs> How about your friend with the camera, buddy? That's a good friend. I know. But that's, you know. But this is what we were talking about earlier when you laugh at horrible things. They, they are funny. They are funny. It's but true. Is, this, is this even that horrible, though? No, it isn't, but it, it's, it sure just shows you the spectrum of horrible or hilarious, right? This is just hilarious. Right. But not if you're that guy. I mean, it's not exactly, he's not exactly laughing his ass off. He will later, but, you know, keep going. Let's do a couple more. Uh oh. Yeah, I think I saw him at the strip club last night. Didn't you? Did you not see? Is that a he or a she, by the way? No? And what is this person doing? Trying to figure out TikTok? Is that what this yep, is? I think that's this link. God, that's funny. Just people looking at their TikTok cameras trying to figure it out and what their kids put it up accidentally or on purpose. Well, or they put it up accidentally. All right, another one. Oh my God, that's a lynx, right? It's a caracal. What is that? A caracal. Wow. That's a, that, that should not be a domesticated animal. You know what I'm saying? That's I should, do know what you're saying. That and should I live do in the know wild. what you mean. That should live in the wild. I don't. I don't. I, you know, I have a thing about these wild cats that people. We've had a lot of wild cats on TikTok lately, and I, is that Tiger King doing that? Or, or it's the it's just the lane of having pets that you shouldn't have. Yeah, and it kind of bugs me. But okay, one it's more. because these are so close to house cats. I think people are like, ah, what's the difference? <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> no. Uh oh. Don't you look at me like that. Well, we've seen fuck? her before. Yeah. Goddamn! Do you think? She's great. I love that. I love this guy too. He's always he's always triggering her and then videoing. He probably has a whole channel just dedicated to her. I think this is the same clip that uh, you probably saw before. No, it looks a little different to me because I don't I don't remember her being crunched in with cars like that. It maybe was. it's the same episode. Mm. So yeah, maybe it's a different part of the video. Uh, oh, come on, one more. I can't get enough. I've never told anybody this before. Uh-oh. Like. Anybody. Okay. So In 2014, during a depressive episode, I spent $87 on Candy Crush. Mm. Oh, horrors. Terrible. Is that like a, is that like a bad, is that a super bad thing? Like, is that something that you see you're like, oh, that's early signs of I, depression? I, no, like, I, but I, but I think, I think she's trying to be funny. I think no, I no, think she's no. upset with herself. Yeah, she's she's embarrassed because I mean, you know what she's saying, right? Yeah, I get what she's saying, okay. but but I mean, we've all done stupid shit, right? Mm-hmm. And we like yeah, uh, I collected they, business cards. Look at that, man. <laughs> yeah, but have you spent? Like, Hold on, let's take a minute. <laughs> take, have I spent like what? Any? Uh, I was saying, have you ever spent money on those stupid mobile games? I don't know what happened to the strip club last night. That seemed like a lot of money flowed out. And thank you for that, by the way. That was yeah, all on Annie. Yeah. And uh, thank you for the drinks that you guys were very kind about. And the cover on the place. Yes, yeah. you're welcome, I, Dr. I felt, Drew. I felt much better about the whole experience because you guys were taking on the full the full uh, responsibility for that. Yeah, and, I, I knew and, it. I knew it. And, dude, you, you, can't, you were so prepared. I mean, he handed me... <laughs> 
stack of one dollar bills. I'm like, what is this for? <laughs> I'm like, the fuck you think it's literally, for, man? Literally, like, <laughs> wow. Was, yeah. a, but that's more to what the stuff I was observing about this. Maybe we'll talk about this maybe next show. But but um, that everything is more. Um, institutionalized homey it's like all, everything's like everyone knows what everyone's job is than when i was in a strip club 30 years ago which was the last time i was in one that seemed a little more um us them like there was a big divide amongst the girls and between the audience and the and the strippers now it felt like yeah these are the girls serving coffee at uh, bob's big boy you know what i mean it was a much more collegial i don't know i don't know how else to describe it yeah, I, I guess maybe it's just more optimized like it's more institutionalized it's more, it's, yeah yeah exactly yeah. and uh and you knew exactly what to do and i appreciate oh, yeah. that so i well, mean I, I grew up in that uh in that neighborhood so yeah, yeah i want to hear more about that so yeah. well, maybe ne- let's start out i'm going to write that down for next show so grew up in that neighborhood right? i did is that between lighting the fires and you went to the strip club no or? that oh, was okay. my my father he uh he owned a nightclub oh and, uh, yeah and then a strip club so oh yeah. oh 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 interesting yes, ah, okay we'll talk about that next show uh again phone number 818-253-1693 and uh, dr Eftark, gmail.com we'll see you next time all conversations and information exchanged during participation of the Dr. Drew After Dark podcast or interaction on the drdrew.com website is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or physician medical advice or direction per se. You must always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing on these podcasts or posted on this site supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Please understand, I am not playing the role of physician in this environment per se. I'm educating. I am a licensed physician with specialty boards in American Board of Internal Medicine and American Board of Addiction Medicine.